Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is KJ Live with Chris Johnson. And Chris is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Now here's Chris Johnson. You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest on the show is a former college basketball star and pro that has returned to his alma mater, Boise State, as an assistant coach, where he's also a Hall of Famer. Please join me in welcome Coach Roberto Bergeson to KJ Live. Berto, what's good? What's happening, man? I appreciate you having me on. Man, anything and everything. Life is good, brother. Hey, congratulations, man. Boise State, you return to your alma mater where you laid some of that found laid the foundation for that program in my opinion turning it out in 98 99 that was my i think my senior year uh remember you on espn all day long talk about what it's like to go back man to boys you stay your alma mater and get with coach leon rice uh man it was you know it's kind of one of those things where it's like a, a a dream come true that you never you know thought about it you know being a dream for so many years i just um i was doing the aau stuff and i loved it like i loved it i loved everything about um you know just kind of trying to help to you know build a culture of basketball here in this community that that really wasn't one when we you know when i was here you know going to college you know the high school scene and all that it was great i enjoyed all of that um and i really every time anybody would ask me getting into college coaching it was like nah just you know that's just not me not for me Coach Rice and I, you know, we we his kids played in my program, so I knew him. Mm. Um, you know, from day one, he stepped on into the town of Boise. Like he hit me like day one and was like, Look, we want you to be a part of the program. You know, culture is big for me, you know, the the Gonzaga way, right? You know, the way you know, we always embraced, you know, our alumni and they always embraced us. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that you guys come around and I think after I left, there was a little bit of separation where that wasn't 
um, that wasn't a big deal. Like our alumni, we just wasn't a lot of guys around or it yeah. just wasn't embraced like we thought. And, you know, he did that. Um, so, um, like I said, for me, I wasn't even thinking about it. And then, uh, you know, last year I had an opportunity to go to Eastern Washington. I had sent a couple of players to Eastern Washington. Um, they had a new coaching, um, coaching change and the, and the associate that took over as the head job. He asked me if I wanted to come and kind of looked at my wife. My wife looked at me like, are you, when, you know, we wasn't going nowhere, man. I'm in, I'm in the house I wanted to retire in. And the kids are almost gone. We're about to be empty nesters. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is, this, it just kind of seemed, it, it felt right. It was a deal where it was like, man, this is a, a great opportunity to go there. Like I said, I got to coach my kids. I got to coach my oldest son in his senior year. Was so, that was that the big reason why? I mean, because you had you had sound like you were straight, bro. You sound like Berto. You were straight. You were chilling. The AAU thing was locked. Now you're going right into the pressure of college basketball and your son's going to be a senior. Man, I coached my son three years at Palisades. Just tell me about that process, what you wanted to be there for him. You just I mean, talk to me. Nah, it didn't even it wasn't like he wasn't even in the picture. OK. When I first was getting the opportunity to go to Eastern Washington. Oh. Now, there was one of my so a kid by the name of Ellis Magnuson. He had started at Eastern at the point for two years. He he's like one of my sons. Like him and my my middle son are like best friends. I've been coaching him since he was like six. Okay. So he was there. So there was an appeal for that. Right. I was like, dang, I get to go coach Ellis again. Yeah. Um, and then it almost was like the AAU stuff. We were already starting to like re-image what we were doing. Okay. And I felt like, not that we ran our course, but I felt like we did what we wanted to accomplish. I felt like we actually came in and we helped to, um, you know, really just uh, propel the culture of basketball. And we got a lot of kids to get opportunities. And at that point, the basketball culture here now in Boise has grown. Like yeah. it's grown a lot. And it was almost just like at that time when it came up, I kind of told my wife, like, this opportunity is coming up for a reason. We've done, you know, a lot of things already. Mm -hmm. um, I just think this is a, just a different challenge and it's something that, that is right time. And at the time I was thinking to myself, man, I'm 46 years old, like getting into college basketball. Now, if I'm ever going to try it and give it a shot, yeah. I got to do it now. Right. I, it's not, it's, it's not going to come around again. It's right. probably not going to happen. And I'm definitely not going to, you know, not looking to start at the bottom or anything like that. Now this right. opportunity was really good because I was the first assistant that he hired. So I got to, I, I didn't have to, you know, I got to be in an assistant. So it was just one of those situations where like, man, this is just something we can't turn down. We got to at least give it a shot, have no regrets. If it works out, great if it don't work out we can go back to what we was doing and say hey man we did it and so after i after i got on and 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 took um took the job yeah that's when um my son's situation as a grad transfer is like well shoot can i come there too i'm like man i i think he would because they lost a bunch of players he didn't yeah. know what the roster was gonna be you like. needed some, you needed you needed some guys right some players yeah 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 yes yeah. yes so I ended up able to, you know, he came out there and then there was another kid I coached in prep school that came. And so then that ended up just being an incredible, incredible year for me, man. I got I was coaching like three of my kids, like them three is like my own kids. Yeah. It's a whole different situation, you know, even though, you know, you know, I love all the kids the same. But but it's just a little bit different when you're, you, you know, when you're in it with guys that you that you, you know, that you came up with. Yeah. So. Were you primarily uh, on development side of things where you were you out recruiting like what was your role at eastern like what skill college basketball coaching skills did you pick up out out there um well you know at eastern i mean you know especially being there you know there's not it's not you know i got the resources of a of a ucla or a uw or even a boise state so you got to do everything man yeah. we was doing everything we were sharing a load we were sharing a load player development recruiting offense defense um you know uh admin stuff you know op stuff yep. it's one of the, it's a place where it's like if you want to get something done you might have to just do it yourself you know absolutely absolutely and um so man out there i did um i learned a lot i picked up a lot a lot of different stuff and i think the mo the biggest thing i picked up was just even more so the the interaction and the protocol between um the program, the basketball team, yeah. and, the, and the administration, okay. but then also the basketball team, the administration, and the other side of campus, 
the you know the teachers and the academic yeah. side of stuff and how that intertwines and how you have to make sure that you are intertwining that to make sure that you can give your 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 student athletes your your players the best experience possible yeah. and I, so for me I think that's that's what I picked up the most was just learning you know how that interaction works and and now when you joined the Boise State staff did you come back with like a mindset of like I want to be you know, I want to be out out in the field trying to get players. Or did you want to be like, I want to be in the gym, you know, really working on guys. And I got some stuff really to tell you to teach. And which side of things or did you want to encompass everything? Like, I'm just curious to how, you know, how your approach to your new gig was. Yeah, I think where you say like encompass everything is one thing. I think for me, I think the way I process stuff and look at stuff with anything I do is I'm just trying to just I try to figure out where I fit and how I can make things better, like you know, everybody got their own way and they do things and people have success or not success. And, but I'll, I'll never, you know, look at a situation like, you know, what can I do or change this or do something different? It's like, okay, this is how you do something. That's the way you do it. That's the way you're successful. How can I, you know, fall in line with that, but how can I make it better? How can I make it more efficient? How can I improve what, improve those things? And so for me, it is a, a full, and you know, like I said, a full encompassing thing. Like I want to be able to do everything, but my passion does lie in the development. My passion, it, it does. It lies in, 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 in total development, I just love spending time, not just with young people, but specifically young people, because I know I think I have a lot to give them because I think I was in their shoes and experienced a lot, especially as a, at a young age. Fair. I experienced a lot, but just I think I've learned, you know, throughout my life to how to find peace and, you know, how to how to live healthy. So I want to be able to give that to them. But that's where for me, it's like, let me just get a guy, get a couple of guys and let's just spend some time on the floor. You know, let's spend some time in the film room. Let's spend some time at lunch. Let's spend some time, you know, hanging out. That That's where, you know, I thrive just with people. So obviously yeah. then that ties into the recruiting too. You, you, you enjoy getting to meet people and talk to people and, and figure that out. Um, mainly um, my main deal here is I'm, I'm the player development. I, yeah. I, I, I coordinate the player development, which yeah. again, I embrace. I love doing it. And that's what I'm doing mainly. But yeah, we're still doing the same thing here, man. I, a lot of recruiting, a lot of offense and defense, yeah. um, you know, a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Y'all a high level program now. It used to be, I mean, the expectations now, I think are a lot greater, especially with the tournament appearances and all the success that, um, and pros. There's been a couple of guys that came out of there. I know, um, I know my guy Clint Parks was training one of the kids that came out of Boise for a little bit. My, yeah. my son, oh, uh, my son Will had a teammate that played at Oregon, uh, Abu. Uh, yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. So he was, he was over there. Yep. Yep. Um, but, um, it reminded me what you, the way hearing you talk, Berto, about your approach to the gig, it, it, to the job. It, it reminded me of uh, my experience at UCLA with Lorenzo Romar. Romar was about 47, 48, could still give you buckets and ones. Yeah. <laughs> still, still young enough to relate, but still old enough to where you had to respect him as the, the big OG, big yep. brother type yep. of guy. That, and then his role, man at UCLA was so valuable for us because as you just talked about, it's not just about on the court and this and that. It's about a full 360 mentoring. Mm -hmm. As much time as you can spend with these young folks, these, these student athletes in your program, showing them the right way, keeping their head on straight, you have no idea how much that means to them to keeping them on the straight and narrow. You feel me? Yeah. Because I know Ro was like that. Romar was like that with yeah. us. So he's eating yeah. lunch. With, he's eating lunch with us. He's he's breaking down our film. Our film sessions are ridiculous because we are just laughing, like you know. Because when you watch yourself on film, Berto, you know it's jokes coming. It's like, bro, what are you doing right hey. here? <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide from it. No. You can't hide from the film. And you like you said, you know, when you in there and you in with people that you can relate to, that relate yeah. to you. It, it, it's it's enjoyable, like you said, yeah. and you know you're gonna crack on each other, and you're gonna talk about each other, and get it. So yeah. I know, man. Ro, Ro, uh, Coach Romar is one of my favorites ever, man. Ever since I was young, just just you know getting to know him and being around him, he got a great staff at Pepperdine too. That like I always tell people, man, if it wasn't here, that's like the best staff. I think I, I man, I love to be around them dudes. They good, yeah, but Romar sure. is good, and and he's a, he's the type of dude that for me, I know you know um, was the kind of guy that I looked to and was like, man, that's. That's a coach I, I want to be around. And I know I had guys like that in my life, my high school coach and, you know, one of my sisters in college and even, you know, even when I was in the, in the pros, a couple of NBA guys that just affected me, like you said, in that way, yeah. helped me along the line because because I was on 
I mean, I was on the road to destruction. And if it wasn't for some of the people pulling me up, I wouldn't have been there and I wouldn't have been able to understand how to, you know, find that peace or, or, or live healthy. So, yeah, all facts, all facts, man. Got to share it. Got to share it. Yeah, no, share it so that somebody, you never know what somebody's going to get from. It, you know what yeah. I mean? And so that's that's the whole thing, man. When you look back, though, in, in your beginnings, um, you were born in what, the federal way. Washington area or Decatur or what, what What part of Washington were you born and where are you yeah. from? Talk to me. So, yeah. So, I mean, I was actually born in Seattle. Um, okay. uh, um, I was born in university of uh, Washington hospital, but then I I was born, I was raised in Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah. Yeah. So I was raised in Tacoma. I live with my, my grandparents raised me. Um, and then I ended up moving from Tacoma my freshman year. I moved out to federal way and went to Decatur which is, I mean, it's basically connected to Tacoma, man. I mean, like from my grandparents' house to where we moved was like 15 minutes. Um, but at that time, Federal Way was it was it was it was more of a suburb. I mean, it was a suburb of Tacoma. Yeah. You know, Tacoma was a little bit more like, you know, um, you know, it was it was a little wild. It was a little yeah. more, you know, I don't know, a little, little, little like I said, a little bit more city, like cityish. And Federal Way was a little bit more suburb. Yeah. Um, so then I went out there and yeah, that's where, you know, I met, I met Mike D. We met our sophomore year. We were both going to Decatur um, together. And then um, my mm. second, and then my, yeah, it was crazy, man. We had, we, we, <laughs> you we, and Mike Dickerson on uh, the same squad, but what was yeah. it? Like, what was your squad like that? When, that that one year, who was, who else was on that squad that I might know? So we had another kid uh, that played with us named Javon Hollins. Okay. He played at the University of Air Force. Okay. Um, we were all sophomores. We were all the same class. Um, and then the key, the guys ahead of us, we had a couple of seniors that didn't really they they really didn't hoop. One of them played baseball. I mean, they were hoopers there. Yeah. Um, so we did well. Yeah. Um, we did. We did. We. I mean, we. Yeah, we were going to be loaded. But then my sophomore year, Mike D ended up transferring, and okay. he went to the Crosstown Rival School. Is Dad didn't really like our coaches. <laughs> yeah. So he, he went to the Crosstown Rival, and and it was games was rivalry, but. Like me and Mike D, like we had created such a bond. We was, you know, we used to have to hide. Like we, you know, I get done with practice, he get done with practice. He come pick me up. We go to Pac West and play, or we go to the Bellevue Pro Club to play with the Suns. My coach didn't know, but you know, That's he would be mad if he knew that. But um, yeah. so so yeah, so I I I I um I went there. So I was in Decatur at Decatur for my sophomore through senior year, and then um, from there ended up going to the to to want you to. And what AAU? Uh, program did you play for? Because I think we played. Did we play you in Long Beach? Yeah. So here's. So this is what Craig was crazy is. <clears throat> we didn't have no AAU programs then. Okay. It was just straight Washington BCI, ah. and that's part of the reason why our team was like you said when yeah. we was back it was pretty good. Yeah. It was just like they literally would pick the ten best kids yeah. from the whole state. Now, mostly just from Western Washington. Eastern Washington had kind of like their own little team that they yeah. would have. So, like, I remember, uh, what's my boy name that moved out there? He moved from California that played for – he played in the NBA a couple of years, played at Kansas, big fellas, uh, seven-footer, kind of kind of awkward, big dude. What was his name? Uh, Pollard, Pollard, Pollard. Oh, Scott, Scott Pollard. Pollard. Scott Pollard. Yeah, Scott Pollard played on the east side. He was out there a little bit. But okay. Okay. me, Mike D, Oma Givens, Jeez. JT, Donald Jeez. Watt. Jeez. Um, you know, I mean, we had, you know, we had some other dudes, you know, yeah. that was that was getting it in. Yeah. Javon Green, all of them dudes. We we played together. Yeah. So I'm trying to think about. I know we played you guys one time. I think you, Jelani, um, Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, Slamage. Yeah, that, there was a yeah, yeah that squad, that squad. Yeah. I remember yeah, that. that. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, we played y'all. Uh, who else is on there? I'm pretty sure Miles played on there. Miles, Jr. Henderson, Doug Gottlieb. Yeah, it was yeah, a bunch. But of But see, them. here's what's crazy though. When we played y'all, Doug wasn't on that team. Okay. Okay. Now here's what's crazy. So I played. We played together. We all played together in the summer. But one, one spring, it was either the fall or the spring. Um, after we had played against you guys or something, I, I don't know if it was Doug or if it was, or if it was miles, but somebody connected. How did this happen? No, I know what happened. We were playing on our Washington BCI team. We went out there and stayed when we played in the tournament, the modern day team hosted us. Oh, mm -hmm. they let our team stay with one of their players. Yeah. 
I ended up staying with this with the kid named Darren Height. Yeah, I know Darren. He played so on my Darren, squad. Yeah, he went to yeah, Princeton. Darren went exactly. To so Darren went to Princeton. So I stayed with Darren, and we hit it off. It was good. The parents good. So then the fall came. Darren called me. He was like, "Hey, we need somebody for our team." Doug's dad was coaching the Orange Crush. That was my uh huh. I played yeah. for Doug's dad. See, yep. But but you didn't play that. You uh -uh. Didn't play that I wasn't there. And that's probably what happened. You got a bunch of you guys didn't play. Yeah. So they needed some guys. Yeah. I went down there. It was me, Trajan Langdon, uh, uh, Chauncey. No. Uh, Doug didn't play for some reason. He was gone. Darren Height, the the six seven athletic white kid that went to San Luis Obispo. I don't remember his name. Okay. Um, him. Uh, who else played with us? Miles. Damn. Um, I think a Luge. It might have been Luge. Luge, he was young. He was young. He was young. Yeah, I don't think he played, but I think he practiced with he, us yeah. at Modern Day. Yeah, and he was nice. I don't care how young he was, he was so good. Yes, sir. And then, and then we had, um, I think Oma played with us. Dang, Oma played with us, and we so we played that, and I played that fall, and actually had, and that was kind of one of the ones that put me on the map. It was good, but that was. Like, yeah, that that was – and I remember going down there, like, man, this is the same dudes that – but, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they obviously played against you guys and Pump and Run and all that stuff. That is so dope, man. But playing for – just to talk about Bob Gottlieb for a second. When Bob – so I been, I had played for Bob Gottlieb, who coached the team that you had played on Doug's dad for uh, – yeah. since, since about the seventh grade. But he was OG. like – He was like OG. the – but he was like the first – you know, Bob was an experienced college coach and had been assistants everywhere. So he had sets and you was running yeah. all – Hey, yo, the sideline yeah. after – out of bounds, the after timeouts. I mean, we coming out with plays, bro. Yes. Oh, uh, so that, that, was, that was a great, great memory. But the thing I remember about – I think we played – you guys washington bci man i remember y'all had this like buff this this like monster light-skinned dude not he he had a curly top who was that was it a dude listen tony norman yes dude <laughs> and and he almost got into a fight with one of y'all assistant coaches Bruh, that's what i'm talking about bro so look this is what's crazy like that's that's my brother like yeah so he and i met in tacoma Downtown Y playing at late night. We used to have late night at the downtown Y in Tacoma. Yeah. You know, um, during the summers that you could do you, you go, it'd be during the week, but during the school year it was just Fridays and Saturdays. I met him. His mom was in the military, met him. We kicked it off. He was going to a school in Tacoma. So then my um my uh I met him my sophomore year, end of my sophomore year. So my going into my junior year, I was like, man, he wasn't playing. He went to the same school. Remember Casey Calvary? Yeah. Gonzaga. He went to the same school as Casey Calvary, yeah. and they had some other dudes down there, but they but Tony wasn't getting no run. I'm like, come to school with us. <laughs> so look, if, if Mike D wouldn't have transferred, it would have been me, Mike D, and him. He was a and beast. my boy Jovan Hollins. And do you remember Quincy Wilder? Yeah, I do. So Quincy Wilder, that's my that's my cousin. So he's yeah. two years younger than us. Okay. My young cousin. Man, look, we was already low. If we'd have had that, it would have been a rep. So yeah. yeah, so T Norman, that's my hey man. That dude was so crazy. I used to call him Crazy Norman. Oh, uh, he was he wasn't playing, man. I, like I called myself, you know, trying to be tough back then. You know, I had just gotten into it. I think with Mad Dog Madison. I just punked Madison, so we played y'all next. So we played y'all next. And I, you know, I'm trying. I'm going at him, but he had that look in his eyes where he wasn't backing down. Like we, like you know, you know when somebody. Hey, Birdo, you know when somebody's like, oh, oh, this dude, no, I can't test him. <laughs> so, no, no, but I remember Lute Olsen being at the game, man. It was a hell of a game, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount+, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. But, but, bro, tell me this. When you look at, you know, the state of Washington and, and the hoop culture out there, you were part of a wave, man, of a generation that really put it down and laid the foundation for the, some stuff that's been going on since then. I mean, there's been tons of guys that have come out that area. What is it about that state, man, the basketball culture that produces so many skilled, athletic, high IQ having basketball players mm-hmm. man i think um i mean to, to start off i know like when i was coming up living in tacoma i didn't it, it, there wasn't nobody from tacoma that really actually made it made it to like you know high d1 level like yeah. there were some guys like back in the day that got you know lucky and was there or whatever yeah but nobody you know everybody that was nice like they was caught up man they was either they just they just they, they didn't happen but they was at the park i mean it was at the park you could go down yeah. there and see all these dudes, the Jason Swans of the worlds and Donnell Morgans and these dudes was like killers. Mm-hmm. Some reason or another, you know, it just didn't happen. Um, but Seattle did. Like Seattle has some guys. Yeah. Uh, Christie was a guy that that I watched growing up was like, oh, my goodness. Um, Tony Harris was a killer. Uh, Ooh, Bill Washington Ellis, State. Washington State. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there, there was some dudes like that. You know, I mean, shoot, Mark Pope, you know, he played in, in, you know, he was from Seattle. He played there. I mean, but even before then, there were some dudes that was hoopers that, you know, but I think it just, you never really, Seattle never really got, they 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 do, they just do. No, they didn't. Um, but I think, you know, um, 
there was like a little bit of a gap, and especially down south where I'm from, you know, Tacoma is south of Seattle. Yeah. There just wasn't a lot of dudes. And so I think our year, like you said, our year was really um, before us, you know, like KJ Roberts, Donnie Marshall, mm. them dudes that made it at a high level. Mm-hmm. But there was a gap where most of the dudes coming from the state of Washington there, they wasn't getting there. So our year, like you said, with Oma being a top five player in the nation, you know, yeah. coming out of high school and yeah. Mike D killing it. And I did well. And Javon Green and then obviously Donald and JT was a year younger than us. But they was on the map already because they was young dudes. It was a little bit of like, OK, now they got something like there's mm-hmm. some, it's some stuff up there. And I think what happened was a couple of things. One, guys like Jamal, JT, D Watts, um, they just came back and embraced the city and they just would come back and like Isaiah, IT, Isaiah Thomas, he does it too. Like it wasn't, when I was coming up, it was stuff that was a little bit more, um, you know, I don't want to say elitist, but a little bit more secluded. Fact. Like if you wanted to hoop with the best, you had to go to this mm-hmm. private little pro club where the pros was at and the guy, that's where, you, and and they wasn't letting, you know, a whole lot of other yeah. dudes rip raps in. Yeah. Which, you know, again, like I said, you got to play your way up. I understand that. Yeah. But like Jamal and JT and IT and them, they started a whole new renaissance. Doug helped with this too. Um, I remember, you know, Jamal being a young dude and Doug having this community center and have let's go, let's go hoop. And he anybody that you know you want to come hoop, young, old, or whatever, they started this just this little right. culture to where it's like everybody was accepted, no matter if he was young, old, or whatever. Oh, that's real. Dude would be like, hey, where the hoop at? We coming to hoop. And you know, like Jamal, that dude is just a hooper, man. He don't care nothing about working out, he just want to hoop anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think one, it was just this culture where you know. The young kids and anybody would just see them dudes. They would see them. If you can see people and you can see who they are and you can touch them and feel them, it does something to inspire inspire you. you, Inspire you, bro. So so them little dudes, so, you know, whoever it was, the the McDaniel twins or DeJounte or you remember uh, Lodrick and and Roderick Stewart, them facts, them guys, they were seeing and feeling and touching Doug and Jamal and, and all of these dudes. And then I think they just started hooping. But I think the other thing was that helped was before we really started getting off and hoop and before it was basketball in Washington was really known for guys like, you know, the old school dudes, you know, you got to be, you know, run this and run that and be Mm. sharp and be Mm. disciplined and be drilled. And I think those two worlds met up. Mm. Those two worlds met up. Now you got these kids that can just hoop because they out there, but they also started learning from some of these coaches how to play. It wasn't just one or the other. Yeah. I think when them worlds met, now you started building it up and building some guys. And now the culture there is just hot, man. Like it, it's just, it's kids hooping everywhere. And again, it's a, it's just a healthy culture. If you go back and like, I know like this summer, there was some stuff going on where people was mad. Like, you know, they was, you know, baby boy and, 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 and Paula was getting into it, man. That was just, that was just hoop stuff, man. It wasn't like it's a really healthy culture there yeah. with the hoop stuff, especially because them dudes. I, I give, I give Jamal and Doug and IT. I give them dudes like a lot, a lot of credit, man. They embrace the culture and they and they keeping it there and they they helping it out, man. They helping out for sure. No, it's been amazing, man. Just to watch it and just I remember even with uh, Romar and you Dub how what he had going over there when they were hopping, okay. And it was just a brand. It was a it was like a unique brand of guy that came out of there like i say skilled high iq you know just like coming through like dang who is great this feel dude? great, great feel, feel. Yeah. Sh- shares it you know well you know just plays the game the right way so I, I always had a ton of respect for guys like that so for you though why when you finish your high school career you you obviously probably had a bunch of people beating down your door who were some of the schools that were recruiting you and why did you ultimately start off at UW? So, I mean, I was, I was a little bit late on the scene. I, I honestly, like it was, you, you know, um, I wasn't being recruited as high as, as, as Mike D and Omen, those guys. I mean, there was people sending me letters, but we know sure. how it is then. Sure. It, it wasn't like crazy. Um, but I'm, I'm, but a hundred percent. I know, you know, the summer before my senior year, we played against, um, we played against uh, uh, your boy Antoine Walker. We played oh. against him, and I had a good game. We played against Randy Livingston. Team had a good game. Yes. I know that's what put me on the map. Yeah, 
But even my senior year was kind of like hit and miss. But that fall, after the summer, that fall, I came out and played with the Orange Crush with Darren and him. And I played with, like I said, you know, them guys was all on the team. I had a really good event down there at Dominguez Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, people like really started to take notice. So, you know, it was like my last, the like the schools that I was really, really into. Um, I took a visit to, to Boston College, took a visit to Santa Clara. Um, Utah was recruiting me. UW was recruiting me, but they really wanted Mike D. And we was the same position. They really wanted Mike D. So the crazy thing is Arizona and Washington both was recruiting both of us. Yeah. But but Mike was high on the list. I was probably down here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So as soon as – so here's – I went to Santa Clara. Steve Nash was my host. I had a phenomenal time. Hey, Marlon, Steve Nash was up there. Was hey, Dick Davy the coach? Dick Davy. I'm rolling coach. with Dick Davy, dog. I I was rolling with Dick Davy too. And if I was smart, <laughs> I should have. That's where I should have went. I had a great time. It was a great experience. Yeah, it would have been set off. But I was I was young. I was yeah. young. I was 18. I was caught up in it. Um, went to Boston College. It was a whole different universe, different world. Didn't even, it was weird, man. Yeah, like I know, I know. But just because it was the Big East and it was Boston College, I was like, here's what I'm here's where I'm going. And this is what's crazy about this deal. I committed to Boston College. Dang. Signed my letter of intent. I'm I mailed my letter of intent back. The same day I mailed it back, I get a call from the assistant coach telling me, Roberto, I'm sorry, we wanted you. We're going to have to renege because we just got a commitment from a kid that we didn't think we were going to get. Who was it? Who was it? I'm about to tell you. He says the number one player in the state, top 10 player in the country. We thought he was we thought he was going to go to Duke or something. I can't remember. Chris Heron. Chris Heron. Wow. So so what's crazy is fast forward, fast forward, you know, uh, five years or whatever it was. Me and Chris played on, was on the same team at the NBA Draft Combine. We connected, hooked up. He was like, look, I got to be a point guard. I'm going to get you the rock. Make sure you make sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm going to get you the ball. <laughs> and I told him that story. And I said, Chris, you know you stole my scholarship, right? That's man? a sick <laughs> story. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, Mike D signs to Arizona. As soon as he signs to Arizona, Washington puts the full court press in. Oh, they didn't get Mike, so now they want to press me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, again, I was caught up. It was hometown, back team. Who was it, Gia Coletti? Who was uh, recruiting well, you? Well, Coach Jack did, but it was it it was it was mainly well. Here's who did it. So, um, Turgeon uh, was Turgeon up there? No, no, no. So here. Coach McKay, Richie McKay. Oh, Richie, Richie, yeah, yeah. So Richie, but here's who did the most recruiting. I'm gonna who? tell you who did the most recruiting. Who? And I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you guess. Twins. It wasn't coaches. Darren, was da- Darren Heighton. I mean, Darren uh, Kalish. No, they're eight. They were agents. Oh, the pumps, baby. No, nah, it wasn't the pumps. It wasn't Ooh, the pumps. Who was it? Wasn't it? Pumps. it wasn't the pumps. It wasn't the pumps. It wasn't the pumps. Oh, the pumps. good ones. The good ones. Yeah. The good ones, baby. <laughs> so, so Eric Hughes was boys with the good ones. They was doing a lot of Gary Payton stuff. Or Eric was doing Gary Payton stuff back then, the good ones. Yep. Man, them dudes came, picked me up, took me to their spot, uh, looking over there. They did all the recruiting. I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, the house was at the windows. I'm like, oh, It's over. Mean, it's over. It's they over. They set it off. But, you know, um, the crazy thing is, like, Lawyer Malloy was there. Yeah. I grew up with him. He's the same age as my sister. I knew him from my little. So on my yeah. visit, he snatched me up. I got you, little bro. You oh, that's know, sick. So I was, I, I mean, my head was spinning. It, and it actually was the worst decision I ever made because I just wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for the distractions, man. I was immature, man. I, I just. Were you, uh, Berto, were you, was it a partying thing? Were you going out too much? Were you not focused on basketball? It is exactly what it was. It wasn't, okay. and it wasn't just always partying. It was just like, yeah, man, like all of my family, like that's, you know, I grew up there. That's where my family yeah. my people was at. So sometimes it was just. On the weekends, I would go back and I was just sitting on the block, like doing nothing because because everybody wanted to celebrate me, right? They wanted to say, oh man, you know, this guy taking around, do that. And I was kind of used to that. But yeah, it was some partying involved, but I didn't. I didn't do, I wasn't doing the things that got me there. I, I wasn't doing my work, extra work. I was messing up in school. Um, I wasn't going to class. I, you know, obviously being a freshman, it's a transition, but I was even going overboard just because, like I said, just being at home at that time, I was not ready. It was all me. I was not ready to handle those distractions to be able to say no. 
And um, so, um, again, you know, it could have worked out anyway. It ended up working out great because, you know, obviously my career went that way. But um, but yeah, man, it was that's how it went down. What made you make the make the move to Boise State? Or first it was uh, Southern College of Southern Idaho for a year. Right. And, uh, and we'll talk about that, because I've always been enamored with that 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 program over there. I was just always curious, like what what go what was College of Southern Idaho like? Man, I'm I'm gonna try to give you the condensed version because we don't got. I don't, we okay, got yeah, could, yeah, I know. Condense, condense me. So, so again, I was at UW, was messing up, you know, um, doing everything, and so I had a conversation, um, you know, with myself and with some of my family. Like, look, I I got to get out of here. Like, I, I, you know, and some of my family members, my coach, and my son, like, man, you you got to either figure this out or or not. So I just kind of was like, you know what, the best thing for me right now is to get as far as away as I can. I got to get away from home and grow up. Um, Utah was recruiting me at that time. They wanted me. Santa Clara still wanted me, but I didn't have a grades. I screwed up so bad my freshman year. I didn't have a grades. I had to go JUCO. So I went to Midland, Texas first. That's big time too, though. I went to Midland, Texas. I was in Midland. I was in Midland for about two months during the summer and, you know, had some crazy stuff down there. It was a little bit cold, but it was some crazy stuff down there. Again, I wasn't mature enough to handle it, but it was some crazy stuff going on down there, man. We had some run-ins with the police and yeah, some yeah, yeah. stuff that I I wasn't used to. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. it's Texas. You know, we, we Texas. know how it is, man. Texas. It, it, it's still some racist stuff, but in the Northwest, it's kind of hidden. Yeah. Out there, it's right up in your oh, face. Like In your hey, face. Man, like, mm-hmm. But, you know, I still, like I said, I wasn't mature enough to handle it. So I ended up, you know, me and the coach kind of had a little falling out. Okay, you out of here. So then I left and I went to CSI. One of my teammates, who's a year younger than me, his name is Andre Pleasant, who was another killer. He was a can't miss Division One dude. He just again just never did really got the grades together. He was at CSI. Told his coach I was doing nothing. The coach was like, "Man, get him out there." So I went to CSI. I was at CSI for a semester. Life circumstances, man. My, my mom relapsed. She, you know, on on, on some drugs. She had some stuff. I had a um, this girl I was with. She was pregnant um, through high school. I'm going through this stuff. I can't handle it. Talking to my coaches, they gave me an ultimatum: either stay or go. I ended up leaving that semester. Um, so when I left that semester, I mean, I went home, man. Like I was like, I was lost, man. I was about to be yeah. done. Like yeah. I had, I had nothing. I had nothing. Um, good thing I had some good coaches. My high school coach at that time. He had got the got assistant job at Boise State at that time. Mm-hmm. He hits me and was like, look, man, I don't know what's going to happen with you. I don't know what's going to go on. You know, um, all the schools that was recruiting you at CSI. And it was some big schools, which probably was a good thing I didn't go. They got off of you. I was crazy. I don't blame them. I wouldn't I wouldn't assign me either, man. I was out there. He w- He gave me some advice. He said, no matter what you do, I don't care what you do. Can you just go make sure you finish your AA? Mm. Go to school, finish your AA. And if you do that, maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't, but at least you don't lose all the time. So good thing my grandmother and my girlfriend at the time, they helped me pay for school. I finished my AA. And once I finished my AA, I think my coach was testing me to see if I really was going to do it. Yeah. Called me and he was like, I didn't have no other. I had one other school. Illinois, Chicago was the only other school calling me. They tracked me down from my grandma's house or something like that. But my coach was like, hey, I convinced my head coach to give you a shot. This is your last chance. You can come or you you cannot, you know, do it. And that's how I ended up. That's how I and I'm thinking in my mind, I ain't I man, I ain't going to Boise. I don't, I'm not going out there, man. There ain't nothing out there. I, but that's the only thing I had. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Monster senior year at Bo, at Boise State, where you averaged over 20 a game. Uh you won a regular season, big West Championship. Uh I I remember seeing you on ESPN a bunch. Um and just being enamored, like, dang, this dude is six six out here, just just rack. He was dunking on dudes, Berto. I mean, you turned it out. I'll just be honest. And you were but the handle, the push. I mean, just everything that you had, man. You were just so live. Like, trust me, we were out in LA, UCLA dudes. We're like, dang, Berto, we'd be in the building, we'd be watching your highlights on your days, like Berto. We'd be man, going crazy on oh dude, we'd be going crazy on you. Have that senior year, man. You go to the draft, you're picked um with the 57 pick. In the second round, tell me. I asked all, every all my uh, guys that got drafted on here. I asked them this question: Were you satisfied? Were you happy about being drafted? Were you disappointed it wasn't higher? And how did it feel 
to just be drafted because some of us like myself did not hear his name called on that special night, bro. So I always want to hear from you. How, how did that, how did that feel, brother? Before I answer that one, get back a little bit to, to at Boise state and y'all being at UCLA. And there was always, cause again, we played against you guys when we were young and, and it was something for us. We looked at you guys from LA, like, man, this is like, you guys was like our, our barometer. Like it was like, we had to catch, Jelani, we had yeah. to catch Ricky Price. We had to catch you. We had to catch Tony. Yeah. And so when y'all was at UCLA, it was the same thing. We used to always watch y'all and be like, man, there go Toby got a nasty dunk again. Chris, is, Chris went five for six for three. You know? So we was the same way. So my junior year, when we played you guys yeah. at Poly, yeah. we was in there gas. We was we was ready, especially because like Kiwan Woods yeah. was with us, and that was Baron Boy. They went yeah. to high school together. Crossroads. Yeah, so Kiwan had us geeked and amped, and we went in there, and we was at y'all, man. We was going, and then I – but here's the thing, this crazy thing. You talk about, man, it was one play, and I wish I could forget it, but I can't because they got it on the internet and it blasts. Man, I was trying to go dunk on JR. I think it was either JR or Jelani. I can't remember. I think it was JR. I was trying to go dunk on this dude baseline. And Baron comes from behind me and just, yeah. and just snatches it, right? So listen, I I try to live, I don't never want nobody to see that ever. My kids found on uh Twitter or something a oh, highlight reel of Baron and it got you was in it. It's that one. Oh, and that's my kids rough. put record screen recorded it. They always and then all the kids that I coach, Bruno, why did Baron do you like this? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Hey, they kill me. They kill me. Hey, the internet. You can't hide from the internet, Birdo. Hey, and I've been telling them. I'm like, man, y'all see what Baron did to Andre Kirilenko? You see, he didn't do it to a lot of people, man. Like, hey, it it yeah. happened. Yeah. I said, you play at that level, you're going to get you gonna get something, you're going to get got something. So, Heck yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, man, respect to all y'all, man. We we had the same. We used to just, like, every time y'all playing, man, it was, it, was, it was love, man. It was respect. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The wait is over. The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, 
alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Man, the draft deal, yeah, the draft deal was was incredible, man. Um, leading up to the draft, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I was on the boards. I was mid to late first round, second round, whatever. You know, um, did the did all the stuff. Did the Portsmouth, did the Chicago, did well in all of them. Was getting some interviews with a couple of teams. Was saying they they really wanted me. When I was in Chicago, uh, after the second day. Had two really good days. My agent's getting calls like, yes, 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 you're lining this up. After the second day, when we did our physicals, um, I did my physical and my EKG came up weird. I had a heart deal. They discovered I had an enlarged heart. Ooh. So it was it was a scary thing. I had to go get tested. And when that happened, it was like uh it, it was one of the most uh it was one of the most heart-wrenching days that ever, like, because they basically telling me at, at that time. People was like they was afraid of that. Yes. They were like, "You're never gonna be able to play." Because Hank, Hank gathers, because Hank gathers situation. Yes. So yes. Everybody was like scared for real. Yeah, yeah. So they shut me down, and then at that point, my agent was like, "Look, man, all this stuff's out the window. You just gotta go." So I had to go to a bunch of different places, man. I had to go to Mayo. I had to go to Swedish Heart Institute in Seattle. I had to have people clear me. Finally, after you know weeks and weeks and weeks of doing this testing, they cleared me. Like they cleared me, said you're good, jump back on boards, and then at that time. I did. I wasn't able to do. Um, there was a couple. Of, I wasn't able to do like a couple of workouts that was that had lined up. So my agent had to like squish the stuff in. I ended up doing uh, twenty two workouts. I ended up doing twenty two individual workouts. At that time, um, they said that was the most individual workouts anybody had done after Mike D. Wow. Mike D did like 24, 25. He Mike D always for our whole life just, Extra. just one up in me yeah. every time. I'm like, man, bro, chill out, man. Can you <laughs> can you just not have energy one time, bro? Like wow. So, 24 workouts, bro. Man, I had one one time I went from I went to I went uh Houston, Phoenix, Vancouver, three back-to-back days and did who, workouts. Who and did you have like who who would you work out against? Would it be like a group of like other two? Hey, talk to me. Hey, the best work, the best one ever was in Seattle with Ron Artest with Meta. Oh, it was with Meta? Hey, this man was so wild, crazy, man. We had dinner with the owner and the GM. He throwing, he throwing out questions to the owner about his private life and stuff. Right? That's the first time I met this dude and said, Oh, he different. Oh, he different. Like, he different. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, man. I, it was man, the workouts was great, man. Like Shoot, man, I can't even remember all the yeah. Will Avery in a one in a oh, couple yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's our boy that was the D two do? Uh, uh, George uh, that was it with the Lakers for oh, a while. Devin, Devin George, Devin, me and Devin worked out against each other in Houston. Yeah, um, nice. Shoot, man, Gordon Gearcheck worked out against him in in Phoenix. It was it was a lot of them dudes, man. It was a lot of them dudes, and it was uh, it was some crazy stuff. The craziest thing happened when we was in Phoenix working out at the end of the workout. So first we had to play one on one against Frank Johnson. And his old butt out there just still shifty, giving people buckets, right? We got to play one-on-one against him. After we get through chasing him around one-on-one, after we had already our workout, Danny Ainge says, okay, y'all get on the line. We're about to run. Okay, maybe doing a couple down and backs. Nah, you got to run for three straight minutes. So it's down, back, down, back, just down and back, three straight minutes. We getting ready to run. He said, oh, one more thing. Here's somebody joining you. He put his 13-year-old son in there on the line with us. Mm Mm-hmm. 
He put him on the line. We looking at him like, we going. Yeah. This man sprinting. Hey, and he making y'all look bad. He making y'all look bad. He, and you know, we in here like, we ain't. At, at eventually, couple. I can't remember exactly who was in there. A couple of the dudes, it was like three or four of us. They just was like, forget it, man. We can't keep up with this dude. And I was like, I'm not letting this kid beat me. I'm, man, I'm dying, running. Hey, he could run forever. He could have ran forever. I promise you. I, it was so, I, one, it was like, why you is just basically just trying to embarrass us, just putting us in there and trying to embarrass us. So, oh, that's funny, um, man. That's funny, man. So, anyways, all this stuff was good, man. It was all great. When it came down to it, after I did my workouts, you know, I had, it was two teams. My agent basically was like, um, it was uh, Vancouver and Salt Lake was the two teams that said they were going to take me in the first round. Mm -hmm. Vancouver had a number two pick. They knew uh franchise didn't want them to draft him. They were trying to trade the pick. They said they were going to trade the pick for a lower, uh, a, 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 a pick in the middle of the end, get a veteran, and then they were going to take me. It didn't happen, obviously. They weren't able to trade it, and then they ended up taking – they had to take Steve – they had to take franchise. Yeah. And then um, I'll, I'll never forget the Jazz. They had like 20, 20 or 21, and they basically – the whole draft day, they on the phone with me and my agent like, hey, we we, we don't know what we're doing. We decide between two guys. It's Roberto or another guy, Roberto or another guy. And we like – you know, we, 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 you know, we kind of had a stalemate. And they ended up taking uh, – your boy from Minnesota, the shooter, uh, dark-skinned kid. Uh, Quincy? Yes, Quincy Lewis. They And Quincy Lewis is the guy they called, and it was like, man. And that when that happened, I was like, shoot. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I was almost thinking, like, at that time, I was like, man, I might not – like, it might not happen. I might not get drafted. Like, I'm at my grandparents' house where I grew up at, 40th Pacific in Tacoma, house full, all the family there. All my friends, everybody there, we like, man, it's going to happen. And then um, time starts to go on, and my agent hits me, and he's just like, um, Detroit. Detroit wants to take you. It was like maybe like the third or the fourth pick in the second round. They mm. want to take you. He said, however, um, Portland is calling, and they don't have any picks, but they're trying to they're trying to trade for a pick right now. They really want you. They want you bad. They're seeing you, blah, 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 blah. Um, they're already basically saying they're going to, you know, they're going to guarantee you a two-year deal. Um, they got veterans, mm -hmm. so you're going to get to come in and learn. You ain't yeah. got, you know, ain't no pressure. Yeah. You know, it's older guys, this and that, Steve Smith and, and Detlef and all these dudes, but mm -hmm. they really want you. They think you can play. What do you want me to do? You want me to tell D Detroit? No, Detroit is a little bit different. You know, they're not guaranteeing okay. you anything. It's going to be a lot of young dudes. You know, it's going to be a, you, you know, a battle making a team. Um, uh, your boy was there then. Larry Brown was there. Yeah. He was the coach there. Yeah. You're like, man, this is this 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 is a hard. You know, this is this could be a tough deal. You know, they trying to figure it out. And so I said, man, Portland, it's right down the road. Blah blah. blah. I you know I get to play with you know I mean I grew up watching Steve Smith like that's the that's the man. So I and guarantee him like you know do it. So they ended up trading Atlanta. Well, Atlanta picked me, but they had already done the trade. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, when my name got called, I ain't gonna lie, man, I broke out in tears, man. That was yeah. like, I just, I was not a good basketball player when I was young. I didn't really start getting good at basketball until like my sophomore year in high school. When I transferred schools and the coach that was there took a kid that was maybe a little bit athletic, kind of had some length, mm -hmm. but just was a street ball hooper that just loved to play and started teaching me like how to play, how to work out, how to do stuff. And I started getting better then, but even then nobody was like, Oh yeah, he going to be the guy. It was, you know, it was Mike D it was Oma. It was those guys. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the UW thing didn't go work out at Boise state It's Boise state. People started singing my name. Cause I was like, but it wasn't, the NBA was was always like way off. Like, yeah, it was a dream, but it was way off. Facts. And so for all of that to happen and have my name called, I'll never forget that moment. It was one of the best, you know, basketball deals ever happened in my life. It, it, it was it was special, man. Like it was special. It, it was special. No was question. Special. No question. You spent 11 years as a pro. CBA, France, Italy, Belgium, Spain, Turkey. What did you learn about? yourself along that professional basketball journey that you may can 
teach the next generation of ball players? What did you find out about yourself as a man, as a ball player? Um, I think the first thing I learned and, and, and most important thing, I think for me as a person, I learned was that I was way too close minded, a little bit arrogant and a lot ignorant of what was out there. Right. Like, you know how it is, man. We come from, you know, we're prideful people. Number one, you know, being, you know, being our bloodline, but two, being an American, you always think America is the best thing and the only thing. And this is the only way. And I think going, being, playing in all of those different countries, being around all the different people, going and playing all these different places, I just started to, you know, figure out, learn that, you know, we 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 all different, but we all the same. And it's just understanding, man. It's like, un it's, it's understanding and being open to stuff and not just being like, this is the only way you do stuff or this is the right way or whatever it is. It's a whole lot of rights out there. You know, we're trying to find the best way, but it's a whole lot of rights. So I think that was like my biggest thing. I just got, I learned so much about myself, like I said, of, of, of just, you know, I think I was a little bit closed-minded, right? Like closed-minded and, and just not open to, you know, what was out there. And I think that helped me to, uh, you know, be able to just kind of just do whatever, man, and live whatever and be be grateful for, for you know, what I have and who I am and be open. And I think that helped me to learn so much more about not just myself, but everything. Yeah. That was one. Um, and I think the second thing, that was really big from a basketball standpoint was just it's all about being being available and taking opportunities like it, it, it just you know be at everything man like <laughs> don't turn down an opportunity you never know when something is going to have come your way or when something is going to come and if you ain't there it dang ain't, ain't going it ain't going to happen if you ain't there so just just being available and being being there opportunities and enjoying it, enjoy, enjoying the opportunity. You're not just there because you're trying to get something out of it. You're there because you want to enjoy the party. You know, you want to enjoy Absolutely. the people around you. And, and like, I don't think I would be here on this podcast talking to you if it wasn't because I think, you know, whatever it was, you and I, whenever we saw each other or competed or talked, you know, we hit it off. It was always cool. It was always love. It was always understanding. It wouldn't be that way now. And I think I have, you know, there's a lot of people like that that I've run into in this basketball culture, obviously is small, but man, I got love for, for everybody. And I feel like I hope that people do too. Cause I think I enjoyed people and people enjoyed me when I was around them. Man, that's some sound advice, bro. Because if, like you say, if you're not there, then you definitely ain't getting opportunities. <laughs> I took opportunities, man. People, when they told me to go to Qatar and, they tell me go here. I win a championship. I'm in Qatar, right? They tell me yes. go to, it's right next to Dubai. This is 2001. So I leave December, September 11th just happened, bro. And so they, everybody looking at me like I was completely out of my mind. They're like, you going to the Middle East? I'm like, yeah, wow. man. But they, but they was offering some solid bread. Yeah. Uh, and so I go over there, man. First year we get to the championship. I, I end up losing to Johnny uh, Rhodes. Remember Johnny Rhodes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he played for Saudi Arabia. This dude hit a game winner on us, man. Uh, so I missed out on my bonus. The second year we win the win the championship of Asia. I ended up playing against uh, J.R. Henderson and Sham God in the final. Cause Saudi mm -hmm. Saudi Arabia brought them in the next year. So we ended up smashing. J.R. was playing in. Was he playing in Japan then, or he was still in? So, the, so, he was floating around here. So so he um. See, that was 01. So I think he might have been sniffing with Vancouver a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, he was still but, back and forth a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then was like, yo, you know, Saudi Arabia was off in the bag back then. I think they was getting yep. like 50, 60 for like yep. two months or something crazy. Yep. So it was a bag. So they just yep. had the bag game. But all that to be said, bro, like so much, so many people. I brought Stace Bozeman out there with me to Qatar to Malaysia. But we had such a, a one right there. Amazing experience, man. Just lifelong relationships, amazing experiences. And, and nothing would have happened if I would have told Qatar no. If yeah. I would have said, oh yeah. man, I ain't going to the Middle East. But no, that's some sound advice for this next generation. Man, my last question for you, bro. I want to talk about just quickly your current squad, Boise State. You guys are in the Mountain West Conference, pick fourth, I believe, to finish in the conference this year. Just get coach. Give me the outlook on this year's squad, some players to watch for, and just the, you know, talk about your squad. Man, it's uh it's some talent in the building. I'll tell you that much. It is some really, really good talent. Uh, we got a good mixture of some some veteran talent and some young talent. Um, it, it is a, a, the first thing I'll say, it's an incredible culture around here. These these guys, Coach Rice and the staff and the kids here have done a good job of, um, you know, just nurturing an incredible culture. Like, I love coming to work every day, man. I get here early and I'm here, and then these guys just start coming in. Coach, let's get some work. 
I mean, it, it, it's it's a different deal when you get to when you ain't gotta like you know beg and plead and poke and prod. Hey man, go work. They love it. They want to. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, obviously coming off the heels of, of the momentum that they created last year, um, you know, guys is coming in with some high expectations and and really, really like really coming in like, man, we need to be better than we were last year. We got to win at least one more game. We win at least one more game. That's going to lead to another one. Fact. So we got to do it. Um, we got some new guys, right? Like we got some new guys. We got a couple of transfers. We got some freshman guys that we're going to expect from big things. So that's going to be the key to our season is, how well can we get these guys, those guys acclimated to the Bronco way and how well we can get them acclimated into understanding, learn the stuff and get that chemistry. The sooner and the quicker that we can get that chemistry and get them dudes gelling, um, I expect big things from this team, man. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm grateful to be a part of it and being work with these guys. And, you know, we had a good, good, good little reps this morning. We'll have another little, um, we'll have, we'll do a little bit of a rep uh, tonight, this afternoon. So um, it, it, it's good, man. It's a, like I said, it's a really good culture. Um, yeah, not just even the basketball program, but even the the other side, the admin, they behind us. The That's fans awesome. here are like the best, man. I mean, I, I'll, I'll never did. I mean, it's the reason why I went to Boise State, played for the Stampede so many times. I kept coming back because, you know, the fan base, the community here, they get behind you and they just, I mean, you know, you feel you feel a push. So it, it's a great spot, man. It, it's going to be some big time. It's going to be big time, big time year. No, definitely. 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 Boise State is is on the map. In college basketball, uh, the conference you guys play in is high level. It's going to be extremely competitive with Wyoming, San Diego State. And then, you know, you look at the other these other teams they got that, you know, Colorado's. It's, no, they're not in the Mountain West. Are they? Colorado yeah, State. Colorado yep. State. Bro, Colorado State. Better. Yeah, everybody got, everybody better. got better. Everybody got better. So, Mexico yeah. got better. Nevada, Utah State. It's going to be a. Yeah. It's a, like you said, the conference. I just think people don't understand. Like, you know, people that know, people that know who they do, they give, hey, they lay like, man, the Mountain West is a killer. But people that don't know, I don't think they realize how high level of a conference this is, man. It's, it's, shoot, man, we had four teams. Probably should have been five that got to the tournament last year. So, I mean. Facts, facts. Well, Berto, man, we appreciate you coming on the show, my brother. We're so glad to see you uh, in college basketball, impacting the next generation of young student athletes for the greater good and, and for the betterment of, of, of their both basketball game and their and their character and who they are off the floor, man. Thank you again, brother. We appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right. I'm going to send you I'm going to send you a Bronco shirt so you can take that duck one off. I, I, I'll keep you posted after this hey, weekend. Hey, if it's free, it's for me. I will. You gotta do it. I, <laughs> I will have it on hey. the next show, Berto. Hey, all right, <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate all you, right, ladies, bro. ladies and gentlemen. Roberto Bergeson. Appreciate you. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.